0: With the political climate as heated as it has been, it's hard for employees to resist the urge to talk about what's going on with coworkers. But is the workplace the right place to discuss politics? And what impact do these discussions have on productivity and morale? Today we'll talk about the most tactful ways for addressing political activity and ensuring it doesn't impact your workplace. I'm Kara Murray, and this is HRpreneur, a podcast by ADP. You work incredibly hard to support your employees and make your business a success. More than likely, this means you wear lots of hats, and one of those might be HR professional. We're here to help you get the insight you need in order to tackle day-to-day workplace issues. This week, I'm happy to be joined by Kristen LaRosa and Merrill Gutterman. Both work as counsel for ADP Small Business Services. I also want to thank the ADP Client Appreciation Program for sponsoring today's episode. You can earn free payroll by referring ADP, and you can learn more by talking to your local sales representative. All right, let's start by talking about some of the laws related to politics in the workplace, specifically the First Amendment. Are employers protected by freedom of speech?
1: So the reality is that employees don't have the same First Amendment protections in private workplaces as they do outside. Uh, So generally speaking, private employers have much more latitude to impose restrictions on political discussions during work time.
2: Right. The phrase during work time is key here. Employees have greater protections when they're off duty. And this is especially true in states that restrict employers from taking action against employees for lawful off-duty conduct.
1: Yeah, even in states that don't have these laws, it's still not a good idea to impose restrictions on employees' private lives unless their conduct can somehow impact the workplace. So
0: are there any concerns that come to mind for employers who want to restrict political discussions?
1: So the National Labor Relations Act, or the NLRA, protects employees who act together to improve wages and working conditions. So if an employee's political activity relates to employment issues, then that activity is protected, whether it takes place at work or not. So for example, if an employee demonstrates support for a particular candidate because that candidate advocates a minimum wage increase, this may be protected by the NLRA.
2: That's right, and a number of states have similar laws. Even in the absence of a law, though, it's not a good idea to make employment decisions based on an employee's lawful political activity or expression.
0: And what can employers do to prevent political discussions from negatively impacting their workplace?
1: So because restricting political discussion may be impractical, uh, and in some cases even unlawful, we don't recommend an outright ban. But this doesn't mean that you shouldn't monitor these types of conversations. So if the discussions become disruptive or potentially violate non-discrimination laws, uh, then you may need to step in.
2: Right. And keep in mind that when you're responding to these issues, you should be treating all of your employees consistently, regardless of their political views or beliefs.
0: How might political conversations violate non-discrimination laws? And if they do, how should employers respond?
2: Well, if during a political discussion an employee makes a discriminatory remark about gender or race or family status, or perhaps another protected characteristic, say, national origin. For example, if there's a debate about immigration reform, then something like this could ultimately violate nondiscrimination laws, or it could even create a hostile work environment.
1: All right, so if you receive complaints or you have a reason to believe that the political discussions could violate your workplace's non discrimination policies, uh, then you want to go ahead and take immediate action and conduct an investigation if that's necessary.
0: All right. Now, what should an employer do if they find that political discussions aren't harassing in nature, but they are causing conflicts among their employees?
2: Well, we recommend providing employees with training on how to resolve conflicts on their own. So focus on effective communication and problem-solving skills. And then you'll also want to be sure that you provide them with multiple avenues to report problems if they're not able to resolve the issue on their own. And then try to maintain an open-door policy and encourage employees to go to their supervisor or to HR or to some other trained personnel that can address their concerns. At what point should an employer intervene?
1: I would say that they would want to intervene uh, certainly before a conflict becomes toxic or potentially damaging to the business. Uh, So for example, two employees who refuse to talk to each other over a work conflict can significantly hurt productivity. Uh, In that case, you want to have a discussion with both parties, discuss possible solutions, and make a plan for resolving the issues. uh, And then make sure that you're monitoring the situation to ensure that it's been resolved.
0: And what happens when political discussions go outside the office, for example, employees who carry their conversation over to social media?
2: That's a great question. So if the discussions are protected, then the same rules that apply in the workplace would apply to social media as well. So if an employee's political support has a sufficient connection to the workplace, for example, if the employee is endorsing a candidate who's campaigning for paid sick leave in your state, then that activity on social media would also be protected.
0: Now, what about when an employee attends a political rally?
1: Right. So as we've mentioned, employees may be protected for engaging in lawful off-duty activities. But if the employee violates a law when they're off-duty, like, for example, assaulting a protester at a rally, uh, that conduct wouldn't be protected under off-duty conduct laws. Another example, if you find that the off-duty conduct contributes to a hostile work environment in violation of your anti-harassment policies or in violation of an anti-harassment law, you may argue that that conduct is not protected.
2: Right. I'd also like to mention here that many states prohibit employers from taking adverse action against employees due to arrests. Since an arrest isn't evidence of wrongdoing, as you can see, there are a lot of moving parts at play between state off-duty conduct laws, the NLRA, and state and local laws that protect employees who engage in political activity. But the bottom line is that employers need to evaluate the situation on a case-by-case basis before they take any action against an employee because they attended a rally, for example.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Let's switch gears and talk about company policies that should address political activity in the workplace. Merrill, could you get us started here?
2: Sure. So you'll want to think about the impact of political activity on your policies like electronic communications or social media use and your non-solicitation policies. So, for example, if you're trying to address whether your employees are allowed to use company resources to promote a candidate or a political idea or other non-work-related information, then you want to consider updating your policies on electronic communications and use of company property.
1: Right. And remember that employers generally have a right to limit employees' use of company equipment and resources like work computers, email, and bulletin boards for non-work-related purposes.
2: And in terms of non-solicitation policies, you can generally restrict employees from posting purely political material in a break room or distributing it during work time. And you can also generally restrict employees from soliciting coworkers to support political causes during work time that have no connection to the workplace.
0: I know we covered a lot. And as always, it's been really helpful. Do you guys have any additional advice for our listeners?
1: I would say that you want to make sure that you understand your rights and obligations regarding political discussions and activity, uh, and just be sure to have policies and practices in place that comply with these applicable laws.
2: Right. And at a high level, just make sure you're taking steps to prevent and address potential employee conflicts to the extent that you can before they arise. Great. Thank you so much, Kristen and Merle. And we want to thank you all for
0: listening to HRpreneur. I'm Kara Murray. For all the latest episodes, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts.